It's a sad, sad situation, and it's getting more absurd. Seems to me that sorry seems to be the hardest word. There's a lot of people apologizing this week, so let's get into it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. That was a little Elton John for y'all in, in the intro. Welcome, welcome back to another week of Category Is. Thank you for joining me again. I know we had a impromptu, unexpected um, couple weeks hiatus, but we're back this week. Um, and we had a little technical issue with the hosting platform. So um do have like two episodes that are in the can but you know that's one of the problems when doing a weekly um pop culture <laughs> podcast is that you know you kind of re- so we record the episode um with intentions of putting it out the same week but you know the news cycles happen so fast and you know had one delay um with one episode and then the next delay was like oh okay um so those episodes are actually in the can i think i'm going to still release them um probably as a as a as a um you know like special episode or whatever so you will notice that <laughs> this week's episode uh number will look a little out of order but like i said there are um two episodes in between so it will be dropping um soon so yeah like i said it's just by the time you know everything got fixed it was like well should i still release them because the categories seemed a bit they might seem a bit stale so um but yeah i think i'll just put them out because they were fun they were fun episodes so you know just with the disclaimer that um you know they were recorded a pretty a brief while ago (laughs) so Oh my gosh. So what has been going on? Let me get into my cocktail for this week. So Bartesian Chronicles are back. They just released the new um, passion fruit margarita. So I decided to do that one for today. Um, You know, passion fruit is like really tart and just really like it makes you kind of pucker so it it does give you that but it's also just enough sweetness to um you know like carry you through so the bartesian has the those capsules uh you just put them in it reads the barcode and mixes it perfectly i always do a strong uh because you can set the level of like intensity that you want your drink to be at um so yeah, they start off with a mocktail, which is no alcohol. They have a light, um, regular, and then strong. So what I like to do, because I like my tequila, I love my margaritas, I will do one capsule on regular and then one capsule on strong. Because I feel like that's, one is the perfect amount of like of like drink because, um, Sometimes it just seems like they're a bit, you know, light on the on the cocktail or maybe I just drink too much. But um, it looks a little, you know, half empty in my glass, not half full uh, when you do just one one capsule. So, yeah, I do two capsules and that gets me um, right together. So what has been going on with me? Uh, Not much, really. Um, We did have a. A new addition to the the family. We got a puppy uh, a few weeks ago. So this, uh, I think it was about four weeks ago. 
now. Because um, I think as I told y'all before, um, my dog Stanley, who I, he, I had him for like 13 years, um, you know, he passed away the day after Christmas last year. And like, so that was, you know, kind of hard and tough to deal with. So I was not in the, uh, I just wasn't feeling getting a new dog, even though uh, my boyfriend wanted one for like a long, 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 long time. And yeah, I was just not ready. Um, I just wasn't ready for it. So, you know, fast forward to about a month ago, um, he would like literally stalk this, um, this website every like night or so he would like show me you know the new puppies that that arrived and you know show me the the they would have like videos and stuff like that so and they're so cute they're really really cute but um so he wanted a particular breed uh cavapoo puppy which is a king charles cavalier spaniel and a poodle um so you know it's kind of like a, one of those designer breeds and i know i will probably get you know some some shit about it but you know kudos to everyone who adopts um you know pets and and puppies and and dogs and things because stanley was adopted um from the um philadelphia animal welfare society which is called paws um but since he wanted such a specific breed of dog that you know we decided to go the breeder route this time so the breeder is out in like amish country and he talked me into like we would just go and like look at the puppies which so we drove out to amish country one day one saturday morning and it's about an hour from philadelphia and so we get to the readers he brings out the entire litter of puppy of puppies because there were six of them i think and you know they say that they're supposed to you're supposed to let the animal choose you like the right one for you will just you know will choose you basically and um so the guy comes out and he has his wife and you know they're dressed in their Amish um, gear and they had like four or five kids and they were like um all carrying the puppies and so they bring them out and they kind of you know put them in the yard and and they are just like running around like all hyper and (laughs) the way the website works is that they like name them and so you know if you want a particular one you tell them i'm here for adam and you know they'll bring you adam because you know some puppies they have like distinctive markings so you know these this breed of puppies they're usually um well there's like three different kinds so they have one that's like that kind of dark reddish brownish like copper kind of color then they have like a lighter version and then they have like some of the multicolor ones with like the white so if they have like a patch of white in a particular area you kind of know that that's adam but so this litter they all <laughs> look the same and so there are three that were like a little darker and then there were three that were um like a little bit lighter but they still had like highlights of the dark which is really cute um, combination but um so yeah so and then there was the only way to tell them apart was like the color but then one was like um much smaller than the rest so he was like the runt of the litter but um so yeah there were just all six of them just running around like crazy and then we were like oh <laughs> yeah they might have a bit too much energy uh for us and then uh, so we we're just looking like kind of 
trying to decide if we were, you know, gonna get one because they look just so cute. And then this one puppy, like we're just not paying attention, we're like kind of talking. So I feel something like tap me on my ankle and then I look down. And it's this little cute cutie, and he's like giving me the puppy eyes. And so I pick him up. No, before I picked him up, he kind of just like sat on my feet, like laid down. I was like, okay. So I picked him up, and that was pretty much it. Like, it was a wrap at that point because he was just so, so, so cute. And, you know, it's been an interesting month so far with like, getting him trained and getting him, you know, to sleep through the night. It really is like having a baby, <laughs> but, but, you know, we're making it work. So that, that was the one update. Um, then, oh, and this past weekend, my little brother came up from Virginia to, um, to spend the weekend. So, you know, it was good to have him in the city. Hadn't seen him since I want to say last summer. Um, you know, given everything that's been going on, just making sure everybody is like safe and healthy and things like that. And so, yeah, it was good to take him around the city and like spend time in, in, um, you know, fellowship together. So shout out to my little brother. Uh, it's always funny when we get together and we just laugh the entire time because we just have so many jokes, uh, with each other. And it's just, it's just crazy when we get, we, we get together. Because we're just like laughing and joking the entire time. So that is just a quick update of what's been going on with me. Let's uh, get into the categories for this week. But before we do, if this is your first time joining, category is be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you get a notification when the next episode drops. So first category of this week, um, complete devastation to the entire nation, well, the world, um, probably, and, you know, not talking about what's going on in Afghanistan, but um, OnlyFans, which is the um, premium content (laughs) platform, announced that they were going to be banning sexually explicit content. So if you're not familiar with OnlyFans, y'all know I love OnlyFans, um, but I love it on Twitter because it's free and you can watch the, um, the clips and the highlight there anyway. But, um, so yeah, (laughs) only fans announced that they were going to be, um, well, when they first started, it was like the platform for basically sex, like sex workers, like really made the platform, you know, what it is today. So you can have a, 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 page on there you post your content some people do corny shit like post videos of their feet or michael b jordan has a only fans page for his mustache so dumb shit like that then a lot of sex workers actually started using the platform you know to make money not um you know doing like a porn studio where they are you know basically predatory and they take all the money and you know the the performers get maybe couple hundred dollars you know for each scene that they shoot and so it's really a a platform of empowerment um and like really being able to you know provide your own livelihood um because you know it's what people are doing while you're having sex you're masturbating you're you know doing it's doing whatever um but it allowed people the opportunity to make 
a lot of money. And OnlyFans released this statement saying that, you know, in order to basically um, ensure the long long term sustainability of their platform and continue to um, host an inclusive community of creators and fans, we must evolve our content guidelines. So basically, um, they said that users will only be able to post nude photos and videos that are consistent with the new um, the new policy, which is banning. Um, and they, <laughs> who I'm not going to list it here, but they did list out all of the things that were not going to be allowed um, anymore on the platform. So social media and the world being what it is today lit OnlyFans on fire. So they do have like some competitor sites that were started blowing up because people were saying that they were going to um, transition to like just for fans and then there's like fan lee and then something else something else but um they're just not as popular as only fans but breaking news <laughs> just a short while ago only fans announced that they were going to reverse that decision they were going to you know not ban the sexually explicit content um and you know they're so they're gonna make basically make no change in the platform whatsoever which you know, it was a good thing because it really was going to hurt the people who made the platform a success anyway. And OnlyFans was really only only making this change because, you know, being a business, they were making a business decision and they're uh, they were having trouble securing financing from like banks. I know MasterCard was going to change their um, or not allow payments from them or something like that. But it was basically to they were making the change in order to appease, you know, like the money firms, the banks and the people who, you know, are where the money reside at the expense of, you know, the people who are making the content and, you know, kind of relying on the, um, the platform to, you know, sustain, sustain their, their livelihood, which, you know, also given in the pandemic, situation a lot of um people are home all day a lot of people are you know not working or laid off or you know had some kind of financial hardship and they really did turn to OnlyFans as a way of making their money and you know no no one you know wants to be in a situation where the thing that you use to to make your to make your money so you can pay your bills um and that be like taken away from you so so yeah, it's good that they reversed their decision. They apologized, of course, but um, it kind of sucks because now I was expecting the restaurant workers to go back to work because <laughs> why work at Applebee's when you can jack off on OnlyFans and make a whole lot more money? I'm just saying. Somebody else that was apologizing this week. So I don't know if y'all are following the Jeopardy saga. I love Jeopardy. Um, it was something we watched every night growing up. At, so down south it comes on at 7 30 after um wheel of fortune so we would watch it every night we would play like you know compete against each other <laughs> as a family and see who could answer the most questions and see who could you know <laughs> you know basically win you know alex trebek passed away and they went through this lengthy um search process for a new host and they had like guest hosts come on week after week some had longer stints than others but um, you know, it was all in this effort to find who was going to be the next host. I think 
um, I think I did talk about this previously about how LeVar Burton was, um, it had to be like a fan campaign basically in order to get him a guest hosting spot. And honestly, LeVar made a lot more sense as a host than some of these other people who are, um, they were, you know, they were bringing on just for, you know, some, just for ratings, like Dr. Oz, uh, girl, I guess, um, Aaron Rodgers, mm, I mean, he cute or whatever, but, you know, it just didn't make sense to have some of them on there. The guy named Mike Richards, who everyone was like, who's Mike Richards, um, was announced as the permanent uh, host. And then Mayim Bialik, who, you know, we know from Blossom, and she was on The Big Bang Theory. She actually has a PhD in neuroscience, and she does these, like, vitamin commercials or something now, too. Um, get your money, girl. But Mike was named as the permanent host, like the nightly host, and then Mayim was named as the, like, special event host or, like, some, I don't know what they were giving her. But, you know, everybody was just so upset that it wasn't LeVar Burton that, you know, the internet went crazy again and they started digging up everything on Mike Richards. He was a pro executive producer of Jeopardy. So it was really like doing the job search and going through the entire interview process and then only going to hire an internal applicant anyway. So it's like wasting everybody's time. And then they found out that, you know, he had all these kind of suits against him about misconduct. Apparently he um, has a lot of skeletons in the closet that either uh, Sony was just trying to let them all come out on their own because it just seemed like he basically picked himself and the people behind it were just like, or Sony was just like, you know what, it's gonna, he's not going to um, host anything anyway, so we'll just let the internet do what they do. And it did what it did. <laughs> no, let me really back up. So an article came out saying that he was in final negotiations for the role. Then everybody was like, who's Mike Richards? We never heard of him. So let's start finding what we can about him. Then all that stuff started coming out. And I guess in, in trying to get ahead of the story, then he put out a statement saying that uh, you know, nothing was official that he would be honored, you know, all the kind of generic BS or whatever. But then, like, the, almost the very next day, then, like, the official statement came out, and then people lost their entire shit. So, so then, yeah, no one was happy with that. All the skeletons started coming out, and then, you know, he had to announce that, oops, my bad. You know, I'm not going to be the host anymore. So <laughs> this was quite the roller coaster in the Jeopardy saga. And no one was really, like, kind of expecting this. Like, it's just Jeopardy, girl. It's just questions and answers. And, you know, I really think that they dropped the ball anyway because for a lot of reasons, LeVar Burton makes sense. And that's not just because I love LeVar Burton. It's that you have to think about what it would mean for a generation of kids and adults yeah, to see a black man 
in this role. So Jeopardy, you know, is about being smart, about being knowledgeable, about, you know, having a grasp of a lot of information. And just think what it would mean for the world to see a Black man as smart. Like, like I said, we watched it every single night growing up. So imagine what that could do to a generation where, you know, we have a lot of problems in the perception of Black men in this country and abroad. And so if on this platform, we get to see this man every night giving you all the answers, having all the answers, you know, that would mean the world for a lot of people. And I think, no, you know, his, they were trying to bring up that his guest hosting spot wasn't the best. You know, he was a bit too excited. And he was on some, on some of the things. But, I mean, is, any, is anyone, like, an expert at their job during the interview? No, you're not. So I believe that given the right amount of time and, and coaching, you can learn anything. And, you know, just the, one, the people who grew up, you know, watching Reading Rainbow, like, this man taught people how to read. Like, how can he not be? the next best host of Jeopardy. So I really hope that he is still you know, like in strong consideration for it because on Friday he posted, um, happy Friday, y'all. This is when all the Mike Richards um, quitting information came out. So yeah, I'm really hoping that something good comes out of this. And, you know, celebrities are really supporting him. Um, like Twitter is blowing up. He's getting like the most mentions of any other person on that who who guest hosted. So, you know, I believe that maybe they will make the right decision this time because I think if they don't pick him, then yeah, it's just not gonna be a good look. Picking another white man will not be a good thing, you know, especially yeah, it just won't work. So what else is going on? Oh my god. So I don't know if y'all follow the track and field world. So um, in le the lead up to the Olympics, this track and field up and coming star, Shikari Richardson, I actually gave her a tens one week because she had all that burnt orange and she had like set those records. And, you know, she won that race and she had qualified for the Olympics, but then immediately afterwards she got disqualified because she tested positive for using marijuana which i didn't even know marijuana was like a banned substance because marijuana don't perform don't enhance nobody's performance in nothing and so i know when they were like she got disqualified for marijuana the jamaican team was like Ooh. <laughs> I knew they were like shit bricks but um yeah, so she got disqualified from the Olympics. She got, like, some kind of endorsements with somebody. I can't remember exactly who. But I feel like she did something. She's doing something with Kanye? I don't know. Um, or somebody. Get Kanye album coming out sometime soon. But, um... So she was going to have this big, I guess, comeback moment at the Prefontaine Classic. Prefontaine was like a, some kind of runner. I forget his name, but I believe Jared Leto played him in that movie. Um, he's some track and field star. I can't remember exactly the story or like what happened. But I know they made a movie about him. And 
he has this classic called the Prefontaine Classic. And this is supposed to be Shikari's big comeback. Like she was, you know, she sat out from the Olympics. She hadn't ran um, competitively. Ooh, excuse me. In a month. And she was going to be going up against the same Jamaican star. Like the Jamaicans swept the gold medal, uh, the medal podium in this week. So they won gold, uh, silver, and bronze at the Olympics in the same event. So Shikari being Shikari. You know, she talked a lot of shit. You know, she was hyping herself up and <laughs> came down to the race. And Mama, <laughs> Mama came in dead last. Dead last. So, again, the Jamaicans won um, this event. So, they finished first, second, and third. <laughs> I don't know who else was even running, but Shikari came in dead last. Like, she should have just stayed home because she got dusted. Like, dusted. Like, girl, no, ma'am. Like, how are you going to talk all this shit? So then they gave her an interview afterwards, and she was like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm still the sixth fastest woman in the world. How, bitch? You just came in ninth place. It was eight <laughs> more faster bitches than you in this one race. So, girl, she said, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Y'all can talk all the shit you want. Um, it's just one race. It don't even matter. Blah, 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 blah. So, girl, them endorsements about to get snatched up real quick. Like, you. <laughs> no, ma'am, you're done. Like, just wrap it up. Like, it's. Um, yeah, just do better, girl. Like, I remember reading all this stuff afterwards, like after she got disqualified and, you know, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because marijuana is not, like I said, it's not performance enhancing. Um, it is a banned substance, like within that athletic world, but, you know, attitudes towards marijuana are changing as they should. It's not this you know dangerous gateway drug that people made it out to be for so long and you know again it ain't enhancing nothing like it was not gonna make her run faster if anything it was gonna slow her the fuck down because <laughs> she probably just wanted some cheetos and if she could do that what some marijuana in her system like girl I guess. But um yeah, it was just one of those things that you know, they she did get suspended. She technically could have been added to uh believe the relay race because the suspension was for 30 days, but like the um relay was like within it was after the ex, the suspension would have expired. So she technically still could have been added to that, but they said no ma'am. And rightfully so, because the way she performed <laughs> at this classic, no, man, she was not going to be doing nothing much down to the Olympics either. So, I mean, it sucks that it had to end up this way. And, you know, this is a teachable moment. This is a life lesson. Like, girl, you got to humble yourself because they left you in the dust, honey. Like, you got smoked. <laughs> so you should have just stayed home and smoked that weed because you ain't do much else down to that that field so 
I also want to say, women's track and field, I know that y'all got these sick bodies. You do have to, I guess they have to work out to have some kind of muscle mass, but they still want to retain their like femininity and still be sexy. Um, but y'all got to do something about this hair, like for real, because it's slowing y'all down. Like Shikari had on that burnt orange last time. This time she had on plump platinum blonde, like wet and wavy situation, or I don't know what they call it, but it was like at least 36 inches of hair, like bundles, bundles, bundles of hair loose as well. So I know that's like dragging you back. Like, I know y'all want y'all um, Florence Griffith Joyner moment and you want to look good for the podium and the interviews afterwards. You got your nails did. I know that's messing up your drag too. And I just think it's weighing y'all down. Like you got a face full of makeup. You got all your earrings and necklaces on. Nah, girl, shave that head. Or at least pull it back in a bun or something. Like, you're not seeing the black girls who swim out there with, a, you know, their hair loose or nothing. Because in the water, it would slow them down. And I think that with the air resistance and it's physics, it's simple physics. So maybe, <laughs> maybe she needed to work on her aerodynamics, too, because that hair was not working. Not working for her. Um, so, yeah, maybe she needs to reevaluate that in the future as well but she is she run faster than me so i guess i can't talk last category for the week this um it's kind of just a rumor so i'm not gonna give it too much time but it is rumored that kylie jenner is pregnant again so if so this will be her second child with um travis scott i still don't know any of his songs but um tense for her she got the same baby daddy uh as the as the first one so you know there's still not a couple they're still like i don't know what they're doing i don't know their situation but we'll see what develops on this kylie ain't saying nothing she didn't say nothing last time so you know just expect her to pop up with a kid one day her birthday was a couple weeks ago and she was drinking champagne on instagram well she was holding a glass of champagne so maybe she was trying to get in front of the rumors but I don't know, but girl, we'll see. We will see. So quick, I said what I said for this week is, well, fuck it. I don't care. So someone else who's apologized, we're on the apology theme (laughs) this week. So um, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, well, former governor of New York, um, because I didn't expect him to resign. I really thought that he was going to stick it out but um so yeah he was facing all of those um sexual assault and misconduct allegations and um i think i forget who but it was like 11 women uh or more who came out against him and said that he you know had done some allegedly done some things to them or made them feel uncomfortable in a number of situations and 
some of them were weaker than others, but you know, whatever. He had been in office for I think ten years as the mayor, as the governor um, of New York. But anyway, uh, he resigned on the twenty third or twenty fourth of August, and the new governor is the first woman to be governor of New York. Her name is Kathy. I believe it's pronounced Hochul, Houchul. I cannot, I don't know. But she's the first woman governor of New York. She was the lieutenant governor from um, 2015 until the other day. You know, she did her press conference. And, you know, I wish her outfit was a little better. Like, she did have on this, um, it was like a, was it a dress? I don't know. It just looked like a shirt like a dress shirt on the top. I think it was a, like a skirt suit or something, but it was just giving me like unbuttoned shirt on the top and nothing much down to the bottom. And I know that's very shallow of me to mention, but like you got to pull it together a bit much. Like this is your big moment. You've been waiting for this since 2015, I guess. But, you know, this is a big moment, not just for you, but for New York as well. Like you're the first woman to be governor of New York. Like, that is a major milestone. Like, you making history. And in this outfit, you look like, girl, you clean up down at the motel. Like, it was not a good look for me. Like, I, it just wasn't giving me much. And shallow as that might be, but, I mean, it is what it is. I don't Like, the hair wasn't doing much. The makeup was not hitting. Like, where's the glam squad at? Like, you could have got you some of these bundles that Shikari had. Give you some length and a little volume, but I don't know. I mean, I guess, <laughs> but I guess you get a 10, but I'm going to go to my real 10s, 10s, 10s across the board for this week. This week, I actually have two. So the first 10s this week is going to um, Beyonce, shock the world, I know, because um, she's not my diva of choice, but Beyonce made history again, as she likes to do, um, as being the first black woman, uh, the fourth woman overall, to wear the priceless Tiffany diamond is 128.5 carats. Um, she wore it in a new ad campaign with Jay-Z. They're in front of, like, well, he's sitting down. Um, there's like multiple pictures, but there's like a, a Basquiat painting in the background. Um, Jay-Z sitting down and Beyonce standing up. She's wearing the Tiffany diamond, um, which is like a yellow diamond on this chain. So she's the first black woman to wear the diamond in more than a century. The fourth woman overall. Um, it's part of this new ad campaign that they are doing with Tiffany's, you know, probably to, I think they're in the middle of a rebrand as well. And so in one of the pictures, Beyonce is, um, She's facing backwards, but she's wearing the, the necklace like backwards so you can see it like down her back. And um, that was a cute shot. But yeah, she looked good. Um, as part of this ad campaign, she's going to um, sing Moon River, which was uh, in the 1961 movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, she will also do a short film. Um, she also got... Tiffany's to make a $2 million donation to historically black colleges and universities. So Howard, uh, Morehouse and Spelman, y'all can look out for that check in the mail. They need, and this is the thing about HBCU donations. Y'all need to be, stop giving them to the big. Howard don't need nobody's money. They got all of um, McKenzie Scott's money. Y'all need to be giving it to like Claflin, 
South Carolina State. Ben, no, I don't give it to Benedict because you might as well set it on fire because they be embezzling down there. But yeah, let's diversify the amount of HBCUs that we're giving these donations to because they're really small ones who need a lot more money. Howard don't need the money. They're good. Um, but yeah, 10s for you, Beyonce. And then my next 10s is going to legendary uh, Black entertainer, Josephine Baker. She is the first, well, she's going to be the first Black woman to have her remains buried at the Pantheon Monument in Paris, which is actually one of the highest honors in France. So French President Emmanuel Macron uh, made the announcement this past Monday. um, He said that Josephine Baker is the epitome of the motto of the French Republic. I don't think uh, a lot of people know much about her her history. So she was a spy for the French military. Um, She's always been outspoken about racism. Um, She was one of the few women to actually speak at the um, historic march on Washington um, in the in the sixties, she adopted like twelve kids, or something like that. And I remember she moved to France. Sorry, y'all can probably hear my dog barking. But um, she moved to France in maybe the thirties. I can't remember, but she was the first. Black woman to be in film in 1927. Um, She moved to France sometime after that. And she said that, you know, part of it was that her experiences with racism back home. And one of her famous quotes is that um, she could say, she said that she walked in, she could walk into the palaces with kings and queens and, you know, be in in houses with the presidents when she was like abroad, like in, in different countries and things. She's like, but I could not walk into a hotel in America and get a cup of coffee. So just the you know dichotomy of that, I probably would have given up my American citizenship back then too. Hell, I might even do it now. But we will see, see about that. So she'll be honored in a ceremony November 30th uh, of this year. She passed away in 1975. So she will be down there with only five other women have been given this honor in history. Uh, scientist Marie Curie, and then four other French women who I do not know. So, tens for you, Josephine Baker. I love Josephine Baker for the longest time I have this poster of her um, from the Val Negra. So if you know Josephine Baker, the image that almost always comes to mind is her banana dress. Um, yeah, I think Beyonce actually recreated that look for one of her videos, but yeah, um, this is amazing drawing that was like advertising one of her performances like back, back in the day, but they made like an art print out of it. I had it up in my very first apartment and I still have it downstairs. Um, but yeah, Tim, to you, Josephine Baker. I'm going to get out of here. I'll see y'all later. Stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith. 